Hallelujah. It's a fiery day of passion in the love realm. Learning how to love, learning how to receive love, getting every wound healed from the false love of this world, from the lust of this world, from the lust of the eyes and the, the lust of the flesh. God is healing our generation from perversion and immorality. By His divine love, you are created to live in the Garden of Love, the Garden of Eden. You are created to be pleasured on Him all the time. You'll find there is nothing stronger than divine love. It is our promised land. And you'll find the promised land within every believer in Jesus. Not outside them, but in their heart. Your heart in love is the promised land of the new covenant. The land flowing with milk and honey is your heart after you've received the Father's love, the fullness of His love, and you've let His love in to every room of your soul. And there's nothing secret anymore. The veil's been torn so that you're a full city of love shining. That's the bride of Christ. Amen. We want to see every person completely lifted up in divine love, every wound healed. And the answer is agape. And agape is the glory of God. Agape is the Shekinah, fire of God. The Shekinah is the fire of His love. It's the passion of God. It's the dead-raising power of the Holy Spirit. You can never have too much Shekinah. You can never have too much love. As a Christian, you must learn how to Join love feasts. Jude talks about people that are enemies of your love feast because in the true expression of Jesus Christ's ministry that the, the apostles carried in the first century, they would actually feast on each other's spirit. They'd feast on the kingdom dimension of glory within each other. 100% supernatural. There is zero flesh, zero perversion, zero immorality. All that stuff gets burnt up when you get into true love. But you have to understand, real Christianity is feasting on each other. You feast on each other's love. That's how love grows. It's called fellowship. Fellowship is not in the soul. Fellowship's in the spirit, and the soul gets glorified. The soul starts to burn with love. You start to feel the fruits of intimate fellowship. Because you have intimate knowledge of God. Everything in the kingdom is intimate. Everything in the kingdom is love, because God is love. And so if you have any wounds, love wounds from perversion and immorality and from all the lust that's in the earth and you've been lusted against or you've lusted towards others. Love is your cure. It's the cure-all. But the lust is what blocks you from experiencing this power. So you have to choose the pure or the profane. You can't have both. Two trees in the garden. Pure or profane. You'll have profane love, phileo love, eros love. And phileo love and eros love is fine as long as you're first and foremost in the agape love. Eros love is fine within a marriage covenant only. Phileo love, I mean, it's cool. Brotherly love is cool when you're in the glory of God. You know, it's okay to be nice to each other. You know, we're not anti-phileo. We're not anti-eros. We're just so for agape that those are like utterly worthless compared to the glory agape love of God. Because once you're in the agape, yeah, you, you'll automatically love others. You'll have that kind of phileo love at times with brothers and sisters. In your marriage relationship, of course, if you want to have children, you're going to have erotic love. Eros love is totally holy in the marriage covenant. The issue is, have we grown in the agape 
so that our whole inner man and soul are completely purified. That's where the Father's taken us. That's the promised land. The promised land is completely filled and flooded with divine love. It is passion, it is fire, and it is righteousness, and it is righteous indignation, and there is swift vengeance towards the enemies and interceptors and anything that would try to come between you and this love of God the Father. I mean, you will get nasty. You get vicious. You'll be like, don't even mess with my love feast. Don't even mess with my love fellowship. I must have love. You'll start to experience love sickness. That's normal. That's the side effects of life in the Garden of Eden. Oh, I have to find sweet fellowship with brothers and sisters. I have to feast in the Garden of Eden. I have to grow in love. I have to drink love. I have to feast on love. That's normal. It's completely normal. Love is the fruit that all fruits spring from. Love is the primary fruit of the Spirit. God is love. Eden is love. The Holy Spirit is love. Meaning from the love of the Holy Spirit that you allow Him to love you springs all the joy of the Lord. We've had joy apostles, but now we're going to see love apostles. We've had some joy prophets, now we're going to see love prophets. We're going to see a love revolution. We're going to have love revival on a level you can't even imagine. But to start it out, we have to go back to love feasting. Love feasting is crucial. You're never going to have the kingdom of heaven manifest in cities without Christians that know how to feast on love and to have love feasts. This is a love feast. Every Joel's bar is a love feast. The bar of heaven is a love feast. Fellowship with one another is a love feast. You learn how to feast off each other's fruits of the Spirit. You learn how to fellowship spirit to spirit. It's called iron sharpening iron. As a brother sharpens a brother. Amen. And it purifies you from all unrighteousness. The stronger your spiritual communion, your union, the stronger your love, and the stronger the armor of God, and the less snakes you'll have surrounding your soul, the less demonic influence. You want permanent breakthrough from demonic influence? Grow in love. There is no unclean thing in the Garden of Eden. Your promised land is bringing your whole soul into the fullness of the Father's love already within your heart, already within your spirit. And nothing can get in the way. The enemy can't come close to it because that's the strongest fire of God. That's the highest dimension in heaven. It's true. It's written in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 12, 31, And I will yet show you the most highest way of all, the way of love. I will show you a way that transcends and is over and above every other way. It's over prophecy. It's over gifts. It's over everything you've ever known in the charismatic church. And we've tasted love. No doubt about it. We've, had, we've been drunk on love. We've had love a lot. But not like this. We've grown in love. You grow in love. Our growth in love is what will heal the whole earth. I can see as a seer this kind of love growing so fiery hot that there is no more unrighteousness on earth because of the bride's love with King Jesus. Her spiritual intimacy with the Lord will grow so hot and fiery that there will be no unclean thing in all the earth. The earth will begin to glow with the love of the glory of the bride. Amen. And it starts with people like this that know how to feast on love and are interested and desire 
for the passion of love to go deeper and to sacrifice all for love. Give all for love. Live your life like an alabaster jar poured out, broken, and given completely to the Lord Jesus in love. Because you know what? If you pour your spirit on the feet of the Lord Jesus and even on the feet of your brothers and sisters, that's what it means to love one another. If you can pour out your spirit, your fruitfulness, your rare fruits, all the love, all the glory of God cultivated out of intimacy with the Father in your heart, if you can pour it out on others, guess what? The next day you'll have more. That's what it means by sowing and reaping. We know a little bit about sowing and reaping with finances, and all that's true, but we need to understand sowing and reaping with the love of God. Amen. That's the riches in glory. That's what heals people's souls. That's what convinces unbelievers to believe in Jesus. When you learn how to sow and reap the rarest fruits of the Garden of Eden. This is what God the Father has for us. For the very glory you have given to me, I have given to them, so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. What is this love? It's being caught inside the love triangle of the Trinity. That's what it is. The Holy Ghost pulls you in to the love between the Father and the Son. And that's why you get so messed up, because that love is God. That love is the fullness of the glory and the fire and the passion and the heat of God. That is the hundredfold glory realm. Having your entire being wrapped in the love triangle of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what it means to baptize nations in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the gospel. It doesn't mean to go out and just give them words. It means to consume them with passion. Baptize them with fire. Let the realm of the glory consume their flesh, bones, and blood, and every mind be influenced by the love of the Father and the love of the Son from below and above like springs and like rains of living fire. Amen. You baptize nations when you learn how to love, when you get yourself caught up into the love triangle of the Trinity that is never selfish. It's never selfish. It's always giving. Agape means sacrificial love. It means you care nothing for yourself. You just want the other person to be glorified. That's the desire of agape, that you want them to have a stronger hit of the Father. Agape love is laying your life down while they can't understand because there's darkness, there's shades, there's shadows. They can't see clearly. They're, they've been hurt by lust. They've hurt themselves by pride. And we got we have blinders. We got all kinds of blockages. And there's all kinds of woundedness in everyone coming out of the curse. And Agape says, while you're still in that state, I'm going to completely make myself vulnerable and pour out a love on you that you'll probably attack. Because this love is the balm of Gilead. This love is what heals every wound. And, and you ever try to help a wounded animal? I remember when my grandma's dog got ran over on the road. We went up to, his name was Brandy. <laughs> went up to little Brandy, a little mutt, vicious little thing. Got ran over. We went up to help him and it bit everyone that tried to help him. Wounded animals, wounded humans will bite you. Because that's what wounds are. Wounds are areas of demonic stronghold where Satan has got in through men and women practicing darkness. And we've all done it. 
But now we live in the forgiveness of sins, and you stop doing it when you rise up into this love realm. So instead of hurting others, you heal others with the balm of Gilead, pouring out your spiritual intimacy from Jesus Christ right on their souls. Right on their souls. But expect to be bitten at. I mean, that comes with the territory. They're not going to understand. They'll think you're crazy, but it's just love. You're love sick, you're love drunk, and you know how to heal people, but they don't know how to heal themselves or to receive healing. People are so wounded, they can't receive love. So what do you do? You start to act like God. Start to love unconditionally. <laughs> Amen. Unconditional love, if you practice it long enough, will melt any hard heart. It will melt the hardest heart. The issue is not growing weary and well-doing. I'm not seeing any breakthrough. Well, some people take years. As long as you grow in intimacy in your heart, that's all that matters. You're not accountable for anyone else. As long as you keep cultivating more and more fruit in the garden of your heart, deeper and deeper realms of intimacy in the garden of your heart, falling more and more in love with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, with your family, just loving them, not even expecting anything in return. That's another key feature of agape. I don't really care your reaction. I know this is God the Father's glory realm of perfect love. The issue is that we do this and we practice this. Otherwise, we'd be hypocrites. Otherwise, we couldn't live in Eden. Everyone that lives in Eden practices divine love and, and nothing else. We don't practice anything else. I don't have any other ideas. There's no plans. What are you going to do the next thousand years? I'm going to live in Eden and practice love. That's it. That's like my millennial day planner. It's true. Because once you reach this realm, you're in the promised land. There's nothing higher. There's nothing greater. And then you go deeper in love. You get richer in love. You spread it in fellowship, brother to brother, sister to sister, brother and sister. And just perfect, pure, Holy Ghost intimacy. And you did, all the walls come down, and that's when everyone gets healed. That's when revival breaks up. Because you begin to fellowship at that high realm of the Garden of Eden. That's a love feast. Amen. In total purity. It's going to break out. Oh. Psalm 45.1 My heart is on fire, boiling over with passion. Bubbling up within me are these beautiful lyrics as a lovely poem to be sung for the king. Like a river bursting its banks, I'm overflowing with words, spilling out into the sacred story. What do you think the sacred story is? The love story. The Song of Songs. The Bible is the love story, and Song of Songs is the love song for the love story. Come on. Hallelujah. Psalm 69.9 My love for you has my heart on fire. My, my, whoa, Shabba, my passion consumes me for your house. Nothing will turn me away, even though I endure all the insults of those who insult you, the mockers of love. Who are the mockers of love? Those in the profane love, those in lust. The ones in lust will mock your divine love every day because they're demonized. They have demons in them. So, the separation, the holiness, the sacredness, the consecration, the purification, the sanctification is you separating from lust by divine love. When you separate in your heart and in your soul and in your body 
from the whole realm of the demonic called the city of Sodom in the spirit, from the whole realm of lust spirits, from the whole realm of pornography, from the whole realm of immorality, all the perversion, all the sickness of the eyes and the flesh, and you separate yourself by drinking this love, by being healed on this love, and letting this passion and this fire do a work so divine in your heart and mind that you're separate. That's when the power will flow. That's the realm of signs and wonders. That's the realm of the Father's jealous fire to perform mighty signs and wonders to get every soul into that realm out of the profane realm of lust and demons. Amen. That's what it means to be saved. You get saved out of the profane into the pure. You get saved out of the immoral into the morality of our virgin King Jesus. Virginity is something you grow in by intimate fellowship. It's true. Virginity is a substance. Many, many times from Genesis to Revelation, but really, in Revelation it's mentioned a lot, Jesus talked about virgins all the time in His ministry. (laughs) The virginity is so crucial because it's a place of perfect purity and love. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have sex within marriage. It means that you're so pure inside, you're exactly like King Jesus in your spirit. That's what it means to be without spot and wrinkle. No blemishes. No stains on your garments. No lust on your garments. And your virginity is like a spring of liquid glory that comes up on the inside and satisfies your soul. And your soul, you do want to do what's right but you have a longing for love on the inside. And until you discover the realm of the virgin king's love, Jesus Christ's love, and Eden's glory, Eden's virgin juice, you could call it. It really is, because I can see it in the Spirit. I see it like this liquid glory. It's virgin liquid glory, and it springs up in your heart. You know, that's what the adulteress, the woman at the well who had five husbands and just living with a guy... That's what sprung up in her heart. Living waters restore your virginity. You'll be purer at age 45 after you had 25 partners than when you were four years old. That's what the living waters do to you. You become as crystal clear as God himself. You become as pure as God is pure. Amen. That is crucial. And that's something you grow in. That's not something you beat yourself up in when you're not perfect all the time. Listen, that's the sanctification process. That's how you learn how to love. When you learn how to love and you grow in agape, divine love, that's all the stuff that gets burned out of you. And the stronger the hit of divine love, the stronger the intimate fellowship with brothers and sisters, the faster it goes. The faster the lust goes, the faster the pride goes, the faster the rebellion goes, and the faster all the religion goes. And you get sealed in the Garden of Eden. And you learn how to have love feasts. Every day is a love feast. Christianity is a continual feast of divine love. You wake up in the morning and you should fiend love. That's normal. All throughout the day. And you meditate on the Word, the Word of love. Song of Songs, go ahead. 20 times this week we read Song of Songs together out loud in intimate fellowship with brothers and sisters. And it was just, I mean, it's like a marriage ceremony. It's like the marriage supper of the Lamb. The fellowship, the intimacy, where we're going with this and this love revolution is truly the biblical fulfillment of the prophecy of the marriage supper of the Lamb. 
Absolutely. Never-ending revival and the great awakening and the great harvest of the end times is the marriage supper of the Lamb who people like you and I who learn how to have love feasts and practice the love feasts of original Christianity. And it's a vulnerable place. You'll wonder at times, is this even okay? You will, because this love is scandalous. This love is so not human, you wonder, can I get away with it? It's like, you know, it almost seems like adultery at times, but it's not 50 shades of gray, it's 50 shades of glory. Amen? And it's totally holy. The Father wants you to enjoy Himself within each other's spirit. Nothing physical, everything spiritual. You got to get it. That's what it means in John 17, 22, to be one. Because that's the same level of spiritual intimacy between the Father and the Son. That's what you're partaking of in these love feasts. The same exact love that the Father has for the Son and the Son has for the Father. And you're caught in the middle. And that love affair, 50 shades of glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.